as pastor's been gone. Um, and it's always great to hear from him. He always brings some great stuff for us to, to hear and glean from the word. So Dr. Forrester, come and... Uh, Well, it is good to be back at uh, Crossroads Baptist Church. It's always a blessing. We have so many friends here, and we feel right at home. So uh, let's open our Bibles this morning to Second uh, Th- uh, Timothy chapter 4. 2 Timothy chapter 4. We're going to be looking here at the last words of the Apostle Paul, and uh, we're going to be asking the, the Lord to just uh, uh, give us a sensitive heart and that we'll look to this, we'll learn something that we can apply and that uh, we can live better for him. 2 Timothy chapter 4 verses 6 through 8. Here uh, these are um, this is that this is the last chapter of uh, the last uh, epistle that, that Paul writes. You know, this is uh, the 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 end of his life. And uh, that that gives it special significance. Verse 6 uh, for for I'm now ready to be offered uh, and the time of my departure is at hand. I've fought a good fight. I've finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord the righteous judge shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. Let's bow for prayer. Dear Father, we thank you for the opportunity that we have to be together this morning. We thank you for Pastor Biggs and for Joyce and for their opportunity to be away and get some rest and relaxation. And we pray that you'll be with them. Just bless this church and all of its ministries and help us now. You know, as uh, you've brought us together for your own purposes, and we pray that as we examine this passage of Scripture, that you will speak to our hearts and that we might uh, dedicate ourselves uh, to you and to live for you in a way that would please you um, uh, in, in every way. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Now, I grew up in a, in a family that uh, loved history. My dad was a great historian. He, he really uh, knew his history, and a lot of our, our dinner table conversation you know, had to do with either the scripture or history. And so we learned a lot right there. And when I lost my sight and I was learning Braille, the very first book that I read you know, was, um, was a history book. It was a, the, a history textbook. It was not the one that was actually being used at that time. And, um, but I, in reading that, you know, I, because I read it carefully, I was just learning to read the Braille, and, and I really took it to heart, and, and really it just, just gave me a love, you know, particularly for, for American history, but history in general. And so uh, that was kind of one of the, one of the courses of, of my life. I, I ended up as a history teacher. I taught history in, in, in high school uh, for five years before uh, well, I was preparing to pastor. And uh, then I've uh, taught history uh, on college level for, for years, and, and uh, I've always enjoyed it. I've, I've read, uh, I read for, for fun, you know, I read the history books and just scores and scores of biographies. And one of the things, though, that has really fascinated me is, is the last words, you know, of important people. People that have had an impact on history, you know, just what was the last thing that they had to say? Uh, for example, Napoleon's final words were France, army, uh, head of army. You could tell what was on his mind. Uh, John Wilkes Booth, you know, who uh, uh, shot President Lincoln, matter of fact, had ties to this area, had, had uh, two final words before he died. He said, useless, useless. Uh, British uh, Lord Nelson, uh, uh, the great uh, uh, naval hero of, uh, of British history, uh, his, his final words were, thank God I've done my duty. And what a re- uh, responsible thing. You know, Stonewall Jackson had just died just a few miles uh, south from this location, you know, down at, at, uh, at uh, Guinea Station. 
uh, his last words were, you know, let us cross over and rest uh, under the sh shade of the trees. Uh, you know, Robert E. Lee, his was strike the tent. You know, there, there are so many that we could, we could go through in history that uh, their last words, you know, seemed to be fitting, you know, to the, their life and the way that they lived. But, but literally the greatest expression of, of life and, and its meaning and, uh, and the greatest words of all are those that are written here by the Apostle Paul uh, from a Roman prison, from the Mavertine prison there in, in the city of Rome. And he simply said this, he said, I am now ready to be offered and the time of my departure is at hand. You know, I've fought a good fight. You know, I've finished my course. I've kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord the righteous judge shall give me at that day, and not to me only, uh, but unto all them also that love is appearing. So as, uh, as Paul awaited execution, you know, he uh, wrote this, this farewell letter you know, to, to his son in the ministry, you know, his, his comrade in service, you know, Timothy. And Timothy has uh, become very beloved to us because pretty much everything we know about church organization, church structure, church order, you know, comes to us you know, from the pastoral epistles where uh, Paul wrote uh, the, the two epistles to Timothy and, and the, the epistle to Titus. And, uh, uh, and, and yet uh, Paul finishes this letter, he, he, he writes with, with assurance, you know, with, uh, not with fear, uh, not with apprehension, but with assurance he writes these words. Now, there's a, we can read in these words you know, a, a, a quiet confidence here in what he has to say. Now, uh, he, he knows that he faces death, but this doesn't frighten the Apostle Paul. Uh, he knows that his, that his work is almost over, uh, but this doesn't discourage him. This, this, doesn't, uh, this is not a problem for the Apostle Paul. You know, his, his words come with courage and his words come with calmness you know, as, he, as he faces this. Because life is a journey. You know, life is a, is a pilgrimage. And, uh, and if we understand that concept, then we too can have the same confidence here as, as does the Apostle Paul. Uh, now, Shirley and I, through uh, missions work, we've had the opportunity to, to travel a good deal, you know, around the world and be in different places. And, and, and every journey, you know, has its, its excitement. But, but as a result, you know, we, we've been on a lot of airplanes. And, and when you get off the airplane, you know, they have the little thing about, you know, pick up the things that are around you. And, or even when you ride the train, you're from one terminal to the other, you know, you have that recorded announcement. You have that very calm, uh, determined, insistent voice that, uh, that, that uh, uh, tells you to, uh, as, as you, uh, you approach your, your destination, to look around, see if you have any baggage, any personal items, and, and then watch your step as you, as you exit. You know, they'll always give you that warning. And really, in, in a way, that's exactly what the Apostle Paul is doing here for us. You know, he's, he's telling us that uh, when we come to the end of the journey, that, uh, uh, that here in this last statement you know, the, of his personal faith, you know, Paul is telling us to, 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 that we need to, to stop and, and look around. You know, we need to, to uh, as a matter of fact, if I gave this uh, sermon a title this morning, it would be uh, important look all three ways before departure. You know, how often have you been told, you know, look both ways before you cross the street? Well, here, you know, Paul looks three directions um, and, uh, and uh, then he uh, uh, bears witness, you know, to his confidence in, in the Lord and his readiness, you know, to, to step off in, into eternity. So let's look at this. First of all, let's, let's look around. Paul looks around and uh, he bears witness, you know, that he's ready. 
And this is important, so important. As a matter of fact, life, uh, whenever death might come our way, uh, it's, it really doesn't matter because if we've prepared, if we're ready, if we've done what God's asked us to do and we've stayed in touch with Him and fellowship with Him, then, then we can have this same confidence. Now, if we're not ready, yeah, then, um, then that's, that's not good. You know, we, we, we need to watch and wait, you know, the, the, the Bible tells us. Now, I can't tell you, you know, in our travels, how many times, you know, I've got distracted. I, I'm reading a book or I'm thinking about something else. And then they tell you, you know, it's time to, to get off the, the bus or get off the plane or whatever. And, and I've left things behind. You know, I, I forgot to grab this or grab that. And so those warnings are are useful, but we need to heed those warnings. You know, we need to, uh, to, to look around. And that's what he tells us here in verse 6. He says, uh, for I am now ready to be offered uh, for the time of my departure uh, is, is at hand. He's ready. You know, he's prepared. Uh, he is, uh, he's, he's alert. He's watchful. And, and what an amazing view you know, of, of life and death. And, and, and listen, from this, we, we learn a couple of things about the, the way that we should look at death as Christians. And, and the, the Christian views death here you know, as an offering. That's interesting, you know, that he views death as an offering. For I am now ready to be offered. As a matter of fact, he, he doesn't even use the word death in this passage. Now, it's all about death. It's all about coming to the end of this particular journey. But that's not Paul's focus. You know, he, he, he doesn't look upon himself as, as a prisoner being executed. Now, that's the way we would look at it, right? Uh, that's the way the average person uh, would look at the circumstances that the Apostle Paul faced. But that's not the way Paul looked at it. He doesn't see himself as a prisoner being executed, but rather as a sacrifice uh, being offered you know, to the glory of God. Now, his life's not being taken from him, but rather he's offering his life to the Lord you know, for, for God's glory. And, and, uh, and, and something interesting here, I'm sure that this is not the first time that Paul has offered up his life to the Lord. As a matter of fact, remember when he was saved on the road to Damascus? And, uh, and he, he says, Lord, what, uh, what will thou have me, who art thou, Lord, what will thou have me to do? In other words, uh, from the very point of his salvation, he offers himself to the Lord's service for, for the Lord's glory. And, and that ought to be true for us from the time of our salvation forward. And many times, matter of fact, every day we ought to be offering ourselves to the Lord to be used for what is His will and what is His purpose, what is His glory. And that's what Paul is doing here. So it's not the Romans taking his life, but rather he offers it to the Lord. And whatever is the right thing in the right time, then that's okay with the Apostle Paul. Now, after, after all, uh, Jesus laid down his life for Paul. You know, the, the servant is not greater than his master. See, the great apostle Paul now lays down his life, you know, for his Savior. And what a, what a privilege, you know, for him to do so. As a matter of fact, the, the Bible uh, talks about the reward of those that, that die the martyr's death. But, but not only does it talk here about that the life is, is an offering for the Christian, but for the Christian, uh, we, we view death as uh, departure uh, and, 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 and as an opportunity. So it's a, our departure is, a, is not only an offering, but it's an opportunity. He says that the time of my departure is at hand. In other words, you know, we're, we're, we're ready for the next step. And uh, this statement, you know, Paul uh, avoids using the word death. Uh, and you say, well, why not? Why don't he just, just uh, put it on the line? Just, just say it out there in bold words. But, well, he's, he's not a, afraid of the word death. That's not his reason. 
even uh, uh, even though uh, death is is what's uh, being discussed here, uh, death is going to be experienced. He doesn't view it that way. He, he views it as an opportunity, as an as an op- an experience that that we're going to have within the Lord's will. Now, uh, so it, it's simply it's simply that you know for the Christian, there's no such thing as death, right? I mean, from the time we trust Christ as our personal Savior, we have eternal life, right? That, that death will have no power over the believer. Now, now most of us uh, have uh, entirely the wrong perspective when it comes to life and it comes to death. Yeah, we, we think of this life only. Uh, we think our focus is entirely on the years between the date of our birth and the, the date of our death. That's, that's where our, our, all of our consideration goes. Uh, but the, the Bible speaks of, of this life as, as a journey. It's, it's a pilgrimage. We're on our way to a destination. And, and we should stop focusing simply you know, on, on this life and what's best for us in this life. Uh, and we should focus on the destination. Now, listen, that doesn't mean we don't enjoy this life. We do. God's placed within us a love for life. And, and listen, I've loved the opportunities God has given me, and I've loved the life that God has allowed me to live. And, and whatever our circumstances, we don't live de- dependent upon circumstances. Uh, uh, you know, one generation faces one situation, another generation faces another. Uh, but, but listen, life is meant to be enjoyed, so it, it's, it's not that, that we're uh, despising the journey. We, we should enjoy uh, the trip, so to speak. Uh, take advantage of, of every opportunity, uh, you know, for, for knowledge and for insight. Uh, we, we want to, 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 to benefit from the experience and, and from the love that we enjoy with, with family and spouse and, and uh, all the relationships that we form and the friendships. All of that's a part of life, and we enjoy it uh, very much. Uh, it, uh, the, the personal enrichment, you know, along the way, the, the growth and the, the building and the, the knowledge that we gain. But, but, but our, our real focus should be on our destination. See, I say all the, all the opportunities that, that await us, you know, beyond. And, and most of us give very little thought to that. Now we get a lot of thought to this life. And, and, and listen, it's not that we're sub, not supposed to, to be conscious or to be uh, enjoying or planning and deciding uh, the journey, but it is a journey. And with that journey, there is a destination. Now, when, when I travel, I, I, uh, I, I like to take as much information about my destination as possible because we're actually going somewhere. Now, I enjoy the trip somewhat. You know, sometimes an airplane ride can be too long or this can be a little uncomfortable or the hours get too long. And, and that's true with life itself. But we, we enjoy the trip. We enjoy the travel, you know, passing through this place or that. But ultimately, we're going to be somewhere. And we want to know something about the people. We want to know something about the, the places. We want to know something about the history you know, and uh, the opportunities that, that we have in that particular location. And uh, I, I, so I, I download books, you know, I'll uh, copy encyclopedia articles, and, and I always take my maps, and it always frustrates my life, because I have these, have these big embossed plastic maps, you know, that has the relief of you know, the mountains and the rivers and so forth, so I can get a little, get a little bit of idea of the geography. I always have a, a desperate uh, desire to know, you know, the setting, you know, the, the surroundings of, of where I am, and sometimes those are a little awkward to take on the airplane. There's always looking for a place, and uh, uh, but uh, but I enjoy that. You know, it's important to me to know something about the destination. And listen, wouldn't it be a shame to do all that 
for just a, a couple of weeks in, in, in another place. We, we have the opportunity to go to Australia and, and for, for uh, preach a family camp, you know, here in, uh, in, in September, and we're looking forward to that. But, and we're going to be you know, preparing and, and getting acquainted with the areas we're going to be. But wouldn't it be a shame to do a lot of work for just a couple of weeks uh, and then do nothing in preparation for eternity? See, what do we know about the life to come? Now, uh, the, the, the destination is the goal. That's what it's all about. Now, now uh, we would all uh, pity, you know, the short-sighted person that you know, goes to all kinds of, of, of efforts, you know, to, to make the trip, uh, and then is disappointed, uh, and, and uh, there's, a, there's a sense of, of, um, of, of uh, disappointment when, when we come to the actual destination. You know, there's... The, uh, we, that, that would be a tragedy, you know. That would be silly for us, right, to say, oh, well, the trip's over. We've arrived at our destination. We're here where we, where we plan to go and to spend some time. No, that's, that's not the way we should think. But that's oftentimes the way we, we do as far as our spiritual journey. All of our concentrations on this life. Now, the, the word that Paul uses is, is not death here, but he uses the word departure. Uh, and uh, and that, that really gives us the right attitude. And uh, it's, a, it's an interesting word. It's a, it's a beautiful word in, 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 uh, in the Greek language. And as a matter of fact, there are some things that we can learn about this departure, you know, this, this exit from this life that, uh, that, that the word itself would tell us. For one, this is a word that's used to, to take down a tent or move on. That's, that's the word that would be used. And, and we, um, we move on uh, uh, at, at death just in the, in the way that, that a soldier does uh, when, the, when the army strikes camp and, and moves on to someplace else. So, and, and listen, that's one of the images that the Bible uses you know, for the Christian, right, is the soldier. That we're, we're uh, soldiers in the Lord's army and, and that, that we're to endure hardness as a good soldier, you know, not entangling ourselves with the things of this world, right, but living for the world to come. So Paul saw himself as, as one of God's soldiers, you know, living in a tent, you know, temporary quarters. And, and listen, that's what this mortal body is, temporary quarters. So he, he knew that, that death uh, was, was simply you know, taking down the tent and, and uh, moving into that, that glorious new quarters that God has for us. Now listen, our bodies, they're just temporary uh, dwelling places. Uh, that's all they are. As a matter of fact, I love what the Apostle Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and I'm sure he was thinking about this as he's writing these words here in 2 Timothy. He says, uh, in Corinthians, he says, for, for, for we know uh, that, that if our earthly uh, house of, of this tabernacle, talking about our body, uh, uh, dissolved, uh, uh, we have a, a building of God, uh, a house uh, not made with hands, eternal in, in, the, in the heavens. Uh, for, uh, for in this uh, we groan, uh, earnestly desiring uh, to, to be clothed upon uh, with, uh, with our house, uh, which is uh, from heaven. And of course, in, uh, in verse 8 of that chapter, he says, uh, We are confident, I say, and, and willing rather to be absent from the body and, and to be present with the Lord. So let's understand that this life is important. This life is wonderful. Let's enjoy it all. You know, the, the joys and the sorrows, they all have a place in what God's doing in our life. He's preparing us, but he's preparing us for the future. Now, when the, when the Lord calls us home, 
uh, we're going to receive you know, uh, wonderful new bodies. As a matter of fact, when Jesus comes, uh, whether in, in rapture or, or, or resurrection, we get those permanent houses, don't we? Uh, and and we, we have them for, for all eternity. And I love what Paul says in Philippians 3, uh, 20 and 21. He says, uh, for our conversation, literally citizenship. Our citizenship is in heaven from whence also we, we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, who shall change our vile bodies that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. Now what a promise. As a matter of fact, John says the same thing. First John chapter 3 verse 2, he says, Behold, now are, are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. There's so much we want to know about the future. Now, there's a lot the Bible tells us, but there's a lot of things that we just don't have the framework to understand. But he says, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. So the, the word departure uh, means, you know, uh, striking the tent, you know, uh, taking the tent, moving on. But it, but it also, the same word, uh, is is talked is used in the the loosing of a boat, you know, setting the boat to to sail. And matter of fact, this is what happens, you know, when when a Christian dies, uh, he he loses he loses those moorings in this life, and uh, and in this world, and uh, he sets sail, you know, toward toward that heavenly shore, that that eternal shore that the Bible talks about. Matter of fact, uh, Alfred Lord Tennyson uh, puts that very idea into a very famous poem. It's called uh, Crossing the Bar. You may be familiar with it. But Paul, Paul knew that his death was simply you know, a, a, a release. It, it was simply you know, a change. It was an arrival. Uh, the, uh, now, the, now the prison was, was not his permanent home. You know, then that and, and there was no reason yet to grieve for the loss of that. So his his little ship was about to be loosed, and and he was about to arrive at the heavenly shore you know, to meet to meet the Lord Jesus Christ. And we ought to look forward to that. Now, uh, the question is, can can we look around comp confidently, you know, with confidence, can at, at here as the Paul, as Paul did, and, and know that that you're ready to be offered. And uh, if, listen, if, if you've trusted Christ as your personal Savior, if, if, you're, if you're ready, if you're every day putting yourself in, in alignment with God's will and God's purpose, then listen, there's nothing to fear. You know, we're in the hands of the Lord, and, and uh, He's going to be gracious in all that He does. And all things work together for good to them who love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. But, but not only do we look around, uh, then we're to look back. And... and so uh, Paul does that. You know, he, he's come to the end of life, and, and he takes the time to look back. He looks, uh, uh, matter of fact, uh, look at verse 7. He says, uh, I've fought a good fight. I've finished my course. I've, I've kept the faith. And, and, and because he, he trusted Christ, then, then uh, Paul could look around you know, without fear, as we've seen. And then he could look back you know, without regrets. And, uh, and listen, many people try to avoid looking back, and, and, and sometimes we understand. Now listen, there's a, there's a way to look back uh, that's wrong, and that's, that's going to do us harm. We, we don't want to look back at, at all the failures and the disappointments and uh, the, the defeats in life. We, we, we can do that. Now, 
and and that's that's modeling, and it, it's going to Satan's going to use that to, to rob us of our victory and to defeat us every day and to discourage us. Uh, it, it's wrong to look back, you know, at those past sins, those past failures, uh, and those past defeats. Uh, that that can only uh, make us feel even you know, uh, even worse today, and it make us fail. But but it's good to look back to, to see, see where we've been and, and what God has done in us and through us and for us. And listen, you say, well, you know, I, I don't, listen, all of us have that. All of us. You say, well, I, I haven't lived you know, the best life. Listen, there's still, if you've trusted Christ as your Savior, we can look back to that and, that we, and, and we can see how God has, has faithfully dealt with us and brought us to where we are, you know, graciously, even maybe in spite of ourselves. But we need to look at Him and what He's doing and what He's accomplished in our life and what needs to be accomplished. So, that's, uh, so, so looking back has a value in that sense, as Paul does. They say Paul uh, looks back and, and, and he saw that, that life had, had not always been easy. As a matter of fact, we could read other portions uh, where Paul writes of, of all the trials and the difficulties, the hardships, you know, the, the beatings and the shipwrecks and the, uh, the, the enemies, you know, all the things that Paul encountered in his life. Uh, but uh, there had been that. There had been the, the, the battles that he had to fight, uh, the, the races that, that he had to run, you know, the stewardships uh, that, that, he, that he had to keep. And a stewardship is where we're entrusted with something of great value. And certainly that was true for Paul. So they're, they're, uh, it's good to look back in that sense. And, and let's, let's look at this here. There, there, there's, there are battles to fight. He says, I've, I've fought a good fight. Uh, when, we, when we take stock of our lives, you know, at whatever point we, in, in most of us, we don't know the time of our death. Now, now that, for some, that's going to be different. Some may we know may know that they're they're approaching that uh, particular uh, uh, venture, but but oftentimes we don't. But but uh, uh, we we can look back at any time. Can we look back today and say I fought a good fight? See, he he had fought. Now, who, who do we fight in the Christian life? Well, it's not each other, okay? And it's not husbands and wives and parents and children. You know, that's, that's not the battle that he's talking about. He's talking about the world, the flesh, and the devil, those, those enemies in the Christian life. And Paul fought them from city to city, from continent to continent. And, and, and now, uh, in, 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 his, in his final battle here at Rome, he, he's looking back and said, you know, I fought a good fight. There, there, were, there were times when I thought we weren't going to make it. There were times when I, when I thought we were going to fail. And, and, we, and we read Paul's writings and we see that there are times that he really felt in, in jeopardy and, 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 and in perilous positions and asked for the prayers of the, of the saints. Uh, but, but the Lord had always you know, brought him through. And when we look back, we, we always see God's goodness in God's hand. Now, uh, he, he could write, you know, I've, I've fought a good fight, and he could say that sincerely, honestly. Can we? Then there, there are races to run. You know, he says, I've finished my course. And all of us have a course. All of us have something God has for us to do. And uh, this had, had always been Paul's desire. This has been his great desire. As a matter of fact, there's, there's a great message in Acts chapter 20, verse 24, where he's uh, talking to the Ephesian elders there. He's uh, giving his final farewell there and moving on to Jerusalem, which leads to his arrest and eventually to his death. But, but this is what he said to, to those elders. He said, he's, the, the people, he's, people, he said, everywhere I go, people are telling me, don't go to Jerusalem because it's, it's going to be trouble. There are going to be trials there. And he says, but none of these things move me. 
Uh, neither count I my life dear unto myself, uh, so that I might finish my course with joy. Uh, and, uh, and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus uh, to testify the gospel of the grace of God. Oh, uh, listen, uh, he, he's saying, listen, I, I have a course to run, and I'm going to run it no matter what the obstacles. And, and each of us has a course to finish. And, and, and God has, has a place uh, for each one of us to fill and, and a work for each one of us to do. Now, oftentimes we say, well, I'm not like the possible. I don't have all these great uh, ministries and these, these great works uh, to, to be accomplished. Now, in Paul's own day, he, may, he certainly didn't have a full understanding of the impact of his, world, his, his life on world history. Uh, he didn't know, you know all that we know about the effect of, of his ministry. And, and I'm sure there are times when, when he wondered you know, whether, whether he was accomplishing you know, anything at all, you know, whether he was just struggling for nothing. But, but, uh, but all of us, whatever our job is, now it, 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 remember you say, well, my job's not that important. Every job's important. Every, every role. Listen, you know, you take a, a, a watch or a machine or an automobile. Listen, the, the, every little cog on every little gear is necessary or something's going wrong. We're all important. Every one of us fulfill our role. And when it comes to our, our judgment and God's reward, we're rewarded for our faithfulness, not for the seemingly you know, significance of, of the role that we play. We just do what God has given us to do. We finish our course. See, I... Uh, our, uh, our times are in God's hands. We, we don't know, you know, uh, the, the particular role that he's going to have us to fill. Now, uh, some people are allotted a shorter span, you know, for life, you know, for the time of their work. And uh, others are, are, gi are given more time. In the scripture, you know, Stephen, uh, he, he faces a martyr death right at, at the beginning of, of the New Testament church. He dies as a young man. Uh, Paul uh, was permitted to you know, serve for decades and decades and to, uh, to accomplish so much. And, and in history, we see the same thing. You know, David Brainerd, one of the, the early American missionaries uh, to, to the Indians, uh, particularly down in, into the area of Tennessee, and which was the really frontier at the time that he lived, you know, he, he had a tremendous impact you know, on, on American history, but he died in his 20s. Hey, listen, you know, we, uh, you know, at Faith, we took on a missionary. We, we had a a, a man in our church that was uh, from uh, Thailand, and he wanted us to, to take on a missionary to Thailand. And, and we had a family that, uh, uh, that called us and, and, and was looking for support, the Collins family. And uh, we said, yes, come on. And they came on and presented their work. And, and listen, they had, they had um, uh, uh, trusted the Lord as Savior. They had served in their local church. They had uh, surrendered their lives to missions. They went off to school, went through school, prepared. They went on, out on deputation and raised support. Uh, they got on the plane, uh, and they all, as a family, uh, flew to Thailand, and the plane crashed on their arrival in, in Thailand, and they all died. And you say, how can that possibly be? See, we, we don't know the length uh, and, and you say, well, that, that can't be God's will. Oh, well, listen, uh, God has it. Matter of fact, because of their testimony, literally hundreds, maybe thousands of other missionaries have, have gone to the field. Uh, we, we don't know how, how long we get. Lee Robertson was uh, pastor of Highland Park Baptist Church while I was in seminary, and a tremendous impact on my own life. But uh, he lived in, to 97. And his son was talking about the, when, uh, when he, he went in to talk to him and tell, tell his dad, he said, listen, the doctors have done all that they can do, and, and we're just going to finish out, but this is, this is going to be the end. And his dad said, but, but surely I have a little longer. And he said, he said, no, Dad, you know, this is going to be, and he said, but, but I, he said, he said, but 
but I thought I would live longer. He said, Dad, you're 97 years old. And he said, but I thought it would be longer. <laughs> so uh, all of us, you know, we, we like the thought of the long life, don't we? But uh, some, we don't know. How, how long it is that, that God has for us. It's, as a matter of fact, life is like a vapor. It appears for a little time and, and, and then vanishes away. Even the longest life is short. But it's, but it's not the length of life that counts. You know, it's the depth. It's the, the strength. Not the length, but the strength of life. You know, Paul had finished his course. He did what he came to do. Uh, he, he could face the Lord and uh, know that his work uh, had, had been complete. But then, uh, then there was the, the stewardship to fulfill. He says, uh, I've, I've kept the faith. I've kept the faith. You know, the faith that was entrusted to me, the gospel. As a matter of fact, he uses that term, the gospel entrusted to me. Uh, the, the glorious gospel is actually the expression that he uses. And so the, the, the gospel of Christ, you know, the, the doctrine of the New Testament church was entrusted to the Apostle Paul. And, 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 and listen, he kept the faith. Uh, uh, even in Paul's day, yeah, there were professed Christians that, that had uh, departed uh, from the faith. As a matter of fact, uh, we see it in, 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 the, in the days of Jesus. We see it in the, the days of the apostles. Yeah, we see it in the New Testament church. Uh, uh, Paul warned Timothy, he says, uh, uh, This know also uh, that in the last days uh, uh, some uh, shall depart from the faith. So that's, uh, that's true, you know, that there are those that, that don't keep the faith that do throw away you know, the, the, the treasured gospel that, that God has given to them. So the, the, the faith means here, the faith once delivered to the saints, as, as Jude terms it. Uh, this, this body of, of uh, saving truth that cost Jesus his life. He died on the cross to, to provide the gospel that, that he might be raised from the dead, and the gospel might be presented to a lost world. And uh, uh, it's, uh, that gospel and, and that faith is recorded for us in the pages of God's Word. So we have the truth. You and I, we have the truth. As a matter of fact, what's interesting is that we have a greater, what's entrusted to us here this morning is far more than what was entrusted to Paul. We have the whole New Testament. We have the whole Revelation. See, in, in Paul's day, you know, the, the Gospel of John, the, uh, the, the book of the Revelation, you know, those, those were yet future. Now, uh, as a good steward, you know, someone who has been trust, entrusted with the treasure, uh, then, then, uh, then uh, Paul had, uh, had uh, protected the, the faith in, in, in many a battle. He had invested you know, the, 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 the spiritual treasure in so many lives as he brought people to Christ. Now, now uh, he's going to, to pass off the scene. So, so take time to look back. Say, so have, have you fought a good fight? You know, are, are, are you a, a victor in the Christian life? Are you a victim in the Christian life? And, and listen, at, at this point, if we still have life, we have a chance to, to influence the end, right? We, we can change where we are. We can decide and move in a different way. See, are, are we in the battle? Are we casualties on the battlefield? See, have, have you finished your course? You know, did you do uh, the will of God you know, from your heart? And, and, and have you kept the faith? Say, are, 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 you, are you true to, to the teaching of the Word of God? And, and Paul, uh, he could look around and he could do so without fear. And he could look back and he could do it without regret. Say, I, and I trust that the same would be true for each one of us. But then finally here, uh, we look ahead. And, and uh, Paul not only looked around 
and look back, uh, but uh, he, he looks ahead uh, here in this passage. Matter, matter of fact, uh, he says, Henceforth there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness, uh, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all of them also that love is appearing. So Paul said this, what, what I'm saying about myself can be true of everybody. And, and that's a great promise. Now, uh, uh, now, let me just say two things here about his, his looking ahead. Now, some look ahead with fear. And listen, there's good reason. Matter of fact, one of the great revivals was started you know, by, by the sermon, you know, sinners in the hands of an angry God. Because if we don't have Christ as our Savior, then God is our judge. You know, God is a holy God. And, and, and sin is, is going to be punished and ultimately in, in eternal judgment. And so some look ahead with fear. See, some people... Uh, when they approach the, the end of life, they're, they're afraid to look ahead. And, and, the, and the Bible tells us this, Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27, it says, uh, and, and as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. So listen, uh, they, they, there is a rightful fear you know, of, of death for those that don't have a saving knowledge of Christ. But some uh, look ahead with faith. And that was true for Paul. And listen, there's, there, there's no peace like the peace that we have in our hearts when we know uh, our, our future is secure in Christ. See, Paul, Paul's faith uh, was not in Roman justice. Now, Rome you know, had developed a system of law and justice that was really very advanced for its day. As a matter of fact, a lot of uh, even our American law is, is rooted in, in Roman law. Uh, but, but that wasn't where his, his faith was because it didn't serve him well, did it? Uh, it, it, so it wasn't in, in justice and law, and and uh, uh, as uh, his uh, his faith neither was in his many friends, and we had a, a lot of people that loved the apostle Paul and supported him over his life. Although in in the last days, you know, pretty much everybody had forsaken him. Uh, he's writing to Timothy. He says, you know, bring my, my, bring my coat. You know, bring bring my books. You know, the, he's he's uh, uh, waiting out these days. But, uh, but, but also, you know, Paul's hope and Paul's trust wasn't even in himself. You know, his faith was in the Lord. And so he looked back, you know, without regret. You know, he, he looks around without fear, but he looks ahead with faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and what is ahead for him, that without any doubt in his mind, you know, he, he knows that what's ahead is vastly better than what's behind. See, Rome, Rome would... Uh, 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 register you know, the death of the Apostle Paul as the death of a criminal. That's the way he went down as far as Roman history is concerned. But uh, in the Lamb's Book of Life and, and even in the Bible, you know, we would see it in a totally different light that he's a child of God. He's the child of the King. He's going to rule and reign with Christ for eternity. And, and um, uh, as uh, uh, yeah, the, 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 the Paul, what he was looking forward to was to, to stand before his judge you know, his, his, uh, the, the Lord Jesus that, that he served and loved, and here, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Matter of fact, that expression is taken from Matthew chapter 25, verse 21, where, where uh, it's talking about the judgment here before the, the moving into the, into the millennium. It says, uh, his Lord said unto him, uh, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Uh, thou hast uh, been faithful over a few things, but I will make thee ruler over many things. You know, enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. 
And listen, we all are going to enter into the millennial kingdom. We're going to serve him with Christ in this world for a thousand years and then in eternity forever. See, one, uh, one day life is going to end for you and it's going to end for me. That's, that's just the truth of the situation. Uh, but none of us knows when. We don't know the day or the hour. Uh, and and, and uh, uh, for some, it may be sooner than you expect. And for others, we may have a, a long a future ahead of us as far as this journey is concerned. But, it, but our, our homegoing may be sudden, or, or we may, as did Paul. Paul had the opportunity to have a, a lengthy time here in prison to, to contemplate uh, his life and, and his death and, and the meaning of both. And, uh, and, and I hope that it, that it doesn't really matter, you know, what the circumstances are. Uh, that, but I hope that all of us, you know, will be able to, to look in these same directions and uh, we can come out with the same conclusions. That we can look around without fear. We can look, you know, back, you know, with, uh, without regrets. And we can look ahead with faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and uh, that our life has been worth living, you know, whatever. Uh, so be faithful to him. See, no, no matter uh, what he may do, uh, we put ourselves in the hands of the Lord. We offer, we offer up ourselves to him every day. Uh, and the important thing is this. It's, it's, uh, it's not the praise of men. It's not uh, making a stamp on history and being, being known and appreciated in this life. What really matters is the approval of our God, that well done, that good and faithful servant. Let's bow for prayer. Dear Father, we thank you as we, as we come to this time of invitation. We, we thank you uh, for your goodness and uh, for your love and for the, for the gospel that we have in Jesus Christ. And uh, for those of us who have trusted Christ already, that, that we might be appreciative and that we might offer not uh, uh, just uh, our, our faith for salvation, but that we'll live for you and that this life, this journey, would be one to, to bring us to the destination where we can look back and, and, and have the same uh, emotions as did the Apostle Paul. Lord, we pray if there be anyone here that's never trusted Christ as Savior, that they would uh, do so today, that none of us would leave this, this building without the joy of Christ in our hearts. We thank you, you know, for the gospel and uh, for all that you've given to us in our opportunities of this lifetime. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Let's stand together. This is an opportunity that each one of us have. Once you have heard the Lord and his message to us, it's wonderful to hear, but our opportunity is to respond. And uh, thank God for that record that uh, Paul gave that he was anticipating the future. He was anticipating life with Christ. But this is a time for us all to reflect and ask God to help us because we all need God's help. None of us can live the Christian life without Christ helping us to be the people he would have us to be and representing him. And so this is a time of reflection. And if you don't know Christ your Savior, please come and approach one of us and say, I need, I need to know the Lord Jesus as my Savior. And we'll, we'll share what the Bible says about that. But we'll have a, at least one hymn of invitation.
Thank you all for being here today. And uh, we have uh, lunch in the back, so we'll have a time of fellowship, and then we'll have an afternoon service. And uh, thank you. Oh, uh, let's uh, close in prayer. And uh, Brother Chris, would you uh, give thanks for the food and, uh, and see everybody who's safe?